Thank you for letting me be here with you this morning. Again, if you couldn't hear me because the microphone wasn't working, uh, my name is Father Zach Weber. I'm the chaplain at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh Newman Center. And again, like I said, I love being a priest, and today is uh, one of my favorite feast days in the Catholic Church. We learn about the founder of the Jesuits, St. Ignatius of Loyola. Who here knows his life story? All right, three and a half people. Great. So I want to talk to you about his life story. And as we're going through this, if you get one thing out of my homily, it's this. All of us have an arrow in our life. And either that arrow points to ourselves or it points to God. All of us have an arrow in our lives and either that for our whole life it's going to point to ourselves or it's going to point to God. And Ignatius in his whole life, majority of his life as he's growing up, the arrow pointed towards himself. And he always dreamed as a soldier in the Spanish army of being this man who would you know, eventually sweep the, the princess, the queen, off her feet and they would go off into the sunset and life would be great. And that's just, it just fascinated him. He's always imagining what he would say to her, all this worldly ambition, me, 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 I, 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 everything pointed at himself. But there was one day where he was, you know, he's, he's born in the 1500s, so he's, he's fighting as a Spanish soldier and a cannonball from the French army strikes him in the shin and shatters his shin. So now he has to be bedridden for a long time. And they're, at the time, as they're using weights to you know, keep everything in proper order and his shin is set right, his sister gives him two books, one on the life of Jesus Christ and another on the life of the saints. And he's stuck to his bed. He has nowhere else to go. He's pride incarnate. He's just a man who's just got worldly ambitions. And as he's going through this, he begins to think about, if I just swept the princess, the queen off her feet, life would be great. And he just noticed as he did that, the peace didn't last very long. And one day, almost begrudgingly, he began to read the life of Jesus Christ and began to read this book on the lives of the saints and began to meditate and just kind of enter in his imagination with them. And he noticed when he would imagine being a saint and he imagined being a Christian fully on fire for the Lord, that the peace lasted much longer than this worldly exhibition that he was going on. And one day, you almost miss it if you read his biography, is that he asked the question, what if I became the next St. Francis Sisi or the next St. Dominic? And that question changed his life. If, his, if, if he had a door to open, it just opened just, a, 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 just an inch or two. And as he opened that, that, that question, it changed his life. And then he began to imagine, you know, what if I was the next St. Francis? See, what if I became a saint, which is the will of God for your life and my life? To change the arrow from pointing at myself to pointing at God. And as he began to get healthy, the problem was, is he was vain. As we hear in the first reading from Ecclesiastes, vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. He was so vain. He, he cared more about what other people thought about him than what God thought about him. I'm sure no one here struggles with that, but you know, like that weird St. Ignatius, like what a weirdo, right? He cared more about what other people thought about him than what God thought. What happened was his shin, when it set, there was a little bump in his shin. And back then, you know, men would wear almost like stockings and you could see a little protrusion. So he was so vain, he cared so much about other people, how they perceived him, all this worldliness, pointing the arrow at himself, that he asked the doctor to shatter his shin once again and reset it properly. Now I want you to think about that. 
in the year, or the 16th century, in the 1500s, they had no painkillers. They had nothing to numb it. This is how incredibly vain St. Ignatius was. I know, I know nobody here is vain, but you know, like back in the 1500s, how vain those people were, right? He just cared about all these other people. Like, what a weirdo, right? And as he's going through this, he begins to meditate even more. And he comes up with, comes up with these meditations to help people change the arrow from looking at themselves to looking at the Lord and to say, I'm here to point you to Jesus. And he came up with a few meditations. And in these meditations, he would teach people, teach people these meditations once he got healthy as he founded the Jesuits. Some of the meditations are on the two standards or the two banners. And he said each day, every single person is marching under one banner or another one. One of the banners is a banner of the world and the devil and all his evil minions. And the other one is the banner of the Catholic Church and our God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph. It's black and white. Because when things are black and white, what happens is you and I are like, okay, there's no doubt that I was pointing arrows at myself today. And then there's just an invitation to repent, to say, Jesus, I'm sorry, I need to change, I need your help. But if we're so vain and we're, all we're doing is, is filling ourselves with the things of the world, you know, none of us can bring a U-Haul with us to heaven. We're all going to die. And all of these meditations that St. Ignatius came up with were to help you realize you are going to die. In the, in the book of Ecclesiastes that we're reading here today, it's older men, older preachers. Koheleth was the, the amount of preachers in the time period. And Solomon, who lived a worldly life, is just asking the question, like, everything's vanity. Like, what does my life really even matter? All I've been doing is storing up all this earthly stuff. And is, is any of it going to matter? And even for us gathered here today, we have to ask ourselves that same question. Is my life worth anything? Am I pointing just everybody to myself and my own brokenness and my own problems? Or is the Lord right now prompting me through his Holy Spirit, through the life of St. Ignatius, to start pointing the arrow towards the Lord? To start doing as you hear in Colossians today, to think about the things that are above. So many of us fall into the trap thinking that worldly things will make us happy. You can look at some of the most wealthy people in the world and there's some of the most miserable people in the world. And I'm not saying that money is bad, but if it's not ordered to the glory of God, it's just about building these worldly projects. And it comes down to the question, what do you want to be known for when you die? We still talk about the lives of the saints because they did something heroic. They repented. They turned their lives over to the Lord and things began to change. You know, like, who was the governor 100 years ago in Wisconsin? Nobody knows. Because it's almost like a worldly endeavor if it's not pointed towards the Lord. When you think about the the history of the church, there's different men and women who live very worldly lives, but it's because they began to ask the question, like, what is my life really about? What if I began to think about the things of heaven rather than the things of earth? Life began to change for them, and we still talk about them. Another one of Ignatius's meditations, his spiritual exercises, is that every single day Jesus is with you whether you realize it or not. And he's asking you every single second, do you want to fight for my kingdom or for his kingdom? Jesus Christ is a warrior and he's, he's not a wimp. Our world has proposed this Jesus who is just soft, who doesn't care what you do, 
But no, Jesus is real. He came to go to war with sin and death to win you and I back to say, you matter that much to me. Our Bishop David Ricken is very keen on us knowing this fact. So I just want you to look at the cross with me for a second. He says, do you know that if you were the only person on earth, Jesus would have died just for you? Like he loves you so much. And Ignatius was totally wrapped up in the love of God, realizing if I was the only person, Jesus would have died just for me. And it changed the way he saw the world. And his arrow began to not point at himself anymore. It began to point towards the Lord. And the slogan of the Jesuits is ad majorium dei gloriam, which in Latin means all the glory to God. For those of you who are living a worldly life, there's a call to repentance. There's a call to change. Like I, I didn't live a totally Christian life my whole life, but when I encountered the Lord, especially in the Eucharist, his love, his immense love, my heart began to change. But I was very vain, just like Ignatius. So if you're finding yourself, oh my gosh, I'm vain. I'm like the person in the gospel who's storing up all this worldliness and it's not going to do anything long term. There's an encouragement to repent. And, and again, we don't believe material things are bad, but if they're not ordered towards the Lord and they're ordered towards my own, own glory, we begin to find ourselves in this rat race. I got to have the right look. I have to have the right car. I have to have the right clothes. I have to have the newest cell phone. I have to have the newest TV. I have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, have to. And we just find ourselves exhausted because everything's pointed towards me and trying to make other people see me. The call of the Christian, my friends, this day, as we meditate upon the life of St. Ignatius, is to point everything to him. And when you begin to do that, what happens, there's this weight of the world gets taken off your shoulders and it gets placed on Jesus where it's meant to be. All these worldly expectations. I'm a college chaplain. My students are all disordered. They're not all perfect. They care more about their GPA than they do about their, the salvation of their own soul. For those of you who graduated from college, who, here, who in here has graduated from college? Can you just raise your hands for a second? Okay. Since you've gotten a job, who asked you what your GPA was? Right? That's an arrow pointing at myself. And I'm not saying don't study, but I'm saying get your prayers in. Spend time with this God who loves you. Let him change your arrow from pointing at yourself towards pointing to him. And you realize, yeah, if you can get straight A's, go for it. But if you're going to lose your soul and lose your mind over straight A's, like what are we doing? Ignatius is such a good teacher for us. And if you don't have a relationship with St. Ignatius, I encourage you to ask for his intercession. Ask for him to teach you how to go under the banner of the church instead of under the banner of the world and the devil and the flesh. Because our world is literally dying to know this love, to have more witnesses of another way. The only way a fish can survive is go going against the current, right? A lot of us, we're going with the current and we're dying inside. Are you fully alive in Christ Jesus? As we heard a couple weeks ago in the Good Samaritan story, the man was left half dead. We're called to be fully alive in him. And I'm so grateful to be a priest and for the Lord to call me, but also to encourage you to change your arrow 
Not just towards yourself, but towards the Lord. And it'll help others do the same. But one of the best places to start is to say, how vain am I? I don't know if anybody in here could be more vain than Ignatius. To go to the point of actually re-shattering your shin. I mean, I can't imagine how painful that was. But the Lord worked with him in his vanity and began to teach him how to be humble, how to be grateful, how to point others to Jesus. This week, all of you are going to be under one banner or the other. And if you don't know what banner you're under, you're not under the right one. It's a conscious choice every single day as Jesus knocks on the door of your heart to walk with him and to talk with him. But he loves you so much that he respects your free will. You can do whatever you want, and if that's you, how's that going for you? But what you need to hear him is this. Silence. Isn't it interesting, my friends, that we have so much noise in our world and people say, I don't, I don't know where God is. I can't hear him. Encourage you at, in that process of changing the arrow of pointing at yourself towards pointing towards the Lord. Spend time in silence and talk to him. It's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. And one of the best ways to begin talking with him is by asking questions. A great question to ask this week is, am I under your banner, Lord? Or am I under the banner of the world? Am I being fooled, as we heard in the gospel today? There's a great opportunity to change. And if anything is holding you back or you're feeling just overwhelmed with the weight of the world or you're realizing, I'm a lot like Ignatius too. I'm worldly. I'm pointing the arrows at myself. What we're called to do is we're called to place that on the altar we're called to place ourselves on the altar as the bread and wine are transformed into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus who loves you. We too ask to be changed and transformed. Let us take a moment of silence just to ask the Lord to help us to remain under the banner of his kingdom, which is a kingdom that does not belong to this world is meant to invade this world and show them another way, especially through the sacrifice of Jesus who loves you. For if you were the only person on earth, he would have died just for you. That's how much you matter to him. We have to do our best to live in that reality. And the lives of the saints teach us and remind us that it is indeed possible with his grace. Amen.